Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 for your life do you know where you want to go are you looking to be happier healthier and wealthier while having more fun every day meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener cynthia bryan as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts bringing you research innovations strategies and techniques to strengthen your life business and personal spaces be inspired motivated encouraged and empowered Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, thank you for joining us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and we're brought to the airways under Be the Star You Are charity. We strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are. It's from Maya Angelou, and it is, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. So in today's show, we are going to be doing a lot of uh, surviving and thriving. You can probably tell from my voice, I've, I have uh, a bit of under the weather, I guess, for today. And we're going to be talking about allergies. So I'm not sure that if it's an allergy or if it's a head cold, but it's not comfortable. And segment two, we'll be doing fast fixes to healthy living. And in the final uh, segment, we will be doing end-of-life decisions, and that's a little bit harder, but it's something that we all have to talk about. Uh, Before we get going, we know that tax season is right around the corner, so we'll also bring you a little bit of tax information at the end of um, this segment. So if you are miserable, you probably want to find out why allergy symptoms can take many forms and some that we didn't even know about. You can have headaches and itchy eyes and drippy nose. And yes, um, you can blame the allergies, but allergic reactions might be behind another half dozen or more reasons that you just feel awful. You know, your eyes are watering, your throat is itchy. And it's the grasses that are out. It's the seeds, the pollens that are flying through the air. In fact, uh, the seasons, it's interesting. Climate change has really boosted pollen, according to um, Rutgers University research. They say that the pollen counts are much higher. Now, right now, what we are suffering from are different grasses and probably also birch and oak. And then it'll get into ragweed and mugwort and and other things. But there are things that you can do. So we are going to talk about them. 
Now, men a lot of times tend to brush off allergies as uh, the source of their problems, but as a result, their symptoms can keep them guessing for years. And there is a real dramatic rise in that pollen count. As I told you, it's actually 42% rise in pollen from 1994 to 2010. That's from Rutgers University. That means that your suffering is going to be more intense and it's going to last longer than it ever has before. So here are some problems that uh, you can solve. And uh, hopefully you don't have too many tough ones. But if you have itchy ears, mouth, and throat, you might not even notice the itch at first, but your subconsciously are going to have like a clicking sound on your tongue. And you're going to use your tongue to kind of scratch that back palate. Uh, it, it'll drive other people crazy and it'll drive you crazy too. But if you're allergic to pollen proteins from plants like birch or ragweed, you might react to similar proteins that are found in produce. For example, um, if you want, if you actually, you could go to, let me give you a website to go to, um, and you, or you could search oral allergy syndrome. And if you go to aaai.org, you can find a whole list of um, proteins and produce that can give you a problem. With the mild variation in a food allergy, nasal and throat passages get riled up upon contact with cross-reacting allergens. And the contact allergy exacerbates run-of-the-mill seasonal allergy symptoms such as sneezing. So what's your plan? When the itching occurs to learn if certain foods might be triggering a reaction, you can avoid them by not eating the raw ones, but you may not have to give them up entirely because cooking destroys the allergen protein. So a lot of times, if you are a fan of apples, for example, you can eat applesauce, but you might not be able to eat apples because there might it might be causing an allergy. Sometimes you can provide uh, prevent the itch just by removing the peel of the apple and where cross-reactive allergens are tending to concentrate, which might be in that peel. Now, another symptom and um, that of allergies could be fatigue. You might just feel exhausted during the day, even though your sleep habits haven't changed. Now, why would fatigue be caused by allergies? Well, allergies prompt your body to release chemicals that trigger inflammation. And this alone just can absolutely wear you out. Uh, you, these so-called inflammatory mediators, they also pump up the mucus production and they cause congestion that can impair your breathing and then they stifle sleep. So it's functioning like having an obstructive sleep apnea. You're just not getting the sleep even though you're not changing your sleep patterns. So what could you do? You could use a... Um, a, a nasal spray as an option, it acts as at the site and it may uh, ease inflammation better than an antihistamine will. But if you do take an antihistamine pill instead, you want to pick one that's non-sedating because, especially for the day, like during the night, you could have one that is for the evening, but for you want daytime. A first-generation antihistamine can cause daytime fatigue even when taken at night. So there's a hangover effect from these uh, first-generation meds, which they're very long-lasting. You think you'll feel fine the next day, but testing shows that your brain is not at full power. So allergies can be really a problem. 
Now, nosebleed. Now, this one might not be so mysterious. Inflammation from the allergy, the use of allergy meds like decongestants and nasal steroid sprays and antihistamines. The sneezing can sometimes lead to bleeding and to nosebleeds. Now, why is that an allergy? Well, the inflammation, the sneezing, and the blowing, they actually make your nose really raw. And then medications can dry it out. And then that causes the tissue in your nostrils to crack, and it exposes the blood vessels. So, you know, don't pick at your nose. That's a, that's a bad one. If you do that, then you can really damage that dry tissue. So what your plan should be is to apply pressure to your nose for up to 20 minutes while tilting your head forward. This is if you have a nosebleed. Now, if for a long-term solution, you really will have to talk to your doctor probably about getting some nasal steroids. They're inflammation-relieving effects. They can prevent the nosebleeds, although steroids occasionally can cause nosebleeds in some people. Yeah, so that's kind of a balancing act there. So you can uh, keep your nose moist by swabbing it gently with a saline nasal gel at night. And in the rare cases where nosebleed can be a sign of a disease, if it lasts for longer than 20 minutes, you know, you do want to make sure to call your doctor. So if you get frequent nosebleeds, uh, call your doctor. Now, what if you get loss of taste, smell, or hearing? You might have ignored your congestion for two or three days, and then you notice that your hearing is a bit muffled, or you can't even smell very well. And if you can't taste your food, well, this is all allergies. Now, what what it happens is congestion puts pressure on the middle ear, and it causes fluid to accumulate in it. Your middle ear connects with the back of your throat, and the fluid buildup makes it harder for your eardrum to transmit sound. Meanwhile, nasal swelling and mucus buildup block the olfactory sensors in your nose, impairing your smell power. You could also have some nasal polyps, and those uh, are very soft growths that, that result from chronic inflammation. And again, you'll probably have to see your doctor. But your plan, a simple plan, would be to treat your allergy with a nasal steroid spray or an antihistamine. You can try a decongestion to relieve that stuffiness, but if you have high blood pressure, don't do that because uh, decongestions can worsen. Don't use a topical nasal decongestion like Afrin for longer than two days because otherwise you might get a rebound effect and get more. And your doctor can prescribe an oral steroid um, like a, a prednisone and that can shrink the polyps, but in some cases, your doctor may have to surgically remove them. So you have to be careful if you have that uh, congestion. And then what about the swollen eyelids? You know, you wake up and your eyes are just all yucky and full and you just feel, you feel awful. So your face will be puffy, especially around the eyes, and you're probably going to notice some skin swelling, and it might even be around your lips. And this is allergies because it's a histamine that has triggered the inflammatory, the inflammatory response. And what it's doing, it's boosting the blood flow, and that extra fluid is making your skin puffy. For those of you who like bigger lips, you might like it, but, <laughs> but it's actually an allergic reaction. It um, can also make your nasal passages swell, and you also then will obstruct the circulation, um, and then the blood will pull 
under your eyelids. So that's why your eyes are swollen. So what should be your plan of attack? It's kind of low tech, but it is effective. And you probably already know about it. It's a cold compress. You can soak a washcloth in cold water or ice water and place it over your closed eyes for about 20 minutes, and that shrinks the blood vessels. Uh, do it while you're standing up, not lying down, because otherwise gravity will help. Um, you know, the, the gravity when you stand up will help drain the, um, the blood from around your eyes. And to treat the underlying allergy, you have a couple of options. You could use, again, those, narrow, those nasal steroid sprays. You could use over-the-counter antihistamines and uh, eye drops, and that'll block the histamine receptors in your eyes and can have uh, spillover effects to help your eyelids. Something we always do for acting, too, is um, we get a spoon and put it in the freezer for a short amount of time, and then we can put that spoon on our eyelids, and that shrinks it as well. Now, tender sinuses. This is something that you get because you might even get a, a headache. And you'll feel pressure or fullness in your nasal passages. And that why the allergies are causing this is that pressure from congestion creates discomfort that can register as tenderness. So if you get allergy-related migraines or you haven't slept well, congestion can worsen an existing headache and then it concentrates in the sinuses. So what your plan is is to use a nasal steroid spray to ease that inflammation and then add an oral antihistamine, and that'll work really quickly. And um, you probably need a week or so for the steroids to kick in. And they work differently, by the way, those two drugs. And so you, it is okay to use them together. At least that's what the doctors say. Now, if your pain persists, always check with your doctors and make sure that you don't have some you know, sinus infection or a deviated spectrum uh, uh, um, yeah, septum or, you know, something, other problems. You can even get stomach aches from allergies. And this is something that I never really thought about. But you can uh, get this anti-reflux medications. They don't seem to help at all. It's an allergy because you normally swallow about a quart of mucus a day. And you add that post-nasal drip that, and you swallow a lot more. And that can cause a stomach ache. So some people even... You know, they, they actually throw up to clear their excess. Mornings might be especially bad for you if you had a hard time breathing the night before because the mucus thickens and your system has more trouble clearing it. Or you might have something called, um, and I can't even pronounce this word, it's an, I think it's, eso, it's esophagitis. I think that's the right word, esophagitis. And it's a reaction to foods or allergens that inflame the esophagus, and then they trigger that upper abdomen pain. So again, those antihistamines can tamp, uh, you know, tamp down that allergic response, so that you'll produce yet less mucus. And it is really frustrating because you just you, you feel like you can't swallow, you can't breathe well, you know, your head aches, and you can even get sensitive teeth. And if you have a toothache in your upper molars, a throbbing sensation. It could be the sensitivity to the cold, um, and it could be the allergies that are hitting your sinuses again. And so anti-inflammatory nasal steroid sprays should relieve tooth pain and clear up some of that pressure that you're causing from the allergies. Now, what are some of the best allergy treatments just in general? Pills, an antihistamine 
um, that's a starting point. If your symptoms are mild and intermittent, then you just want an antihistamine. You know, you can get a Claritin and Allegra, a Zytec. They work well for sneezing and itching and runny nose, but they tend to lose their effectiveness over time, so you don't want to use them consistently for longer than two months, and otherwise you could get a kind of a rebound effect. Nasal sprays can work as well. Antihistamine sprays um, might beat that the pill version, so the most effective single med is a combination of a, an antihistamine and a topical steroid and in a nasal spray. So you can try both. If your eyes are unbearably itchy, you can try some eye drops and that might work. Um, and you might want to wait a week or two before the allergy exposure is expected and continue throughout the allergy season. But just use them sparingly. And then finally, the last thing is called immunotherapy. And that's where you would go and see an allergist. And they actually prick your skin and they find out what you're really allergic to. And then they actually give this back to you. It's a way of making you less allergic to the agent that you're sensitive to. And you need regular treatments for a few years. But sometimes they are well worth it. So when we come back from break, we will be talking more about health and we're going to be having several ways that you can uh, boost your healthy lifestyle in a very fast and quick way. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And I will be right back. Be the star you are. The star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Well, we are so glad that you stayed with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you so much. I am Cynthia Bryan, and with me is Heather Brittany, our health, our health uh, matters reporter, and she is going to be talking about some fast fixes for your health. So, hey, Heather, thanks for joining us. Hello, hello. It's so good to have you back here because I know that you have some important information for us today. So what are some things that we can do to do some fast fixes for our health? Yeah, so I wanted to talk today. I'm going to give some fast, quick fixes. I really want to touch on some uh, energy fixes. And then kind of this whole thing about our obsession with, quote, unquote, fast fixes for our health. So one thing kind of jumping in, um, I want to talk about fast fixes, just kind of overall, uh, especially when it comes to uh, energy. And as you know, people are always asking me, gosh, where do you get, where do you get all your energy from? Exactly. Uh, You're like the energizer bunny. (laughs) Uh, A lot from my, the genes that come in with my, will come with my mom. But uh, other things too, I'm also a fast fix of having some coffee always helps me as well. But just in general, things for your health. Um, One thing, if you kind of, uh, if uh, kind of starting, let's get, let's get healthy here. So energy wise, first, get lit. And I'm not talking about that way. Um, What I'm talking about from the sun, um, we talked about how just getting outside, getting some oxygen, the sun gives you vitamin D. Um, That's throughout your day. You should take breaks, get outside. It'll be good for your skin. It'll be good for your emotions. That's why people actually experience SAD, which is uh, seasonal seasonal depression, um, and that's you know the acronym for it. So just getting outside, get some blood flow, get some oxygen, and think too if you normally start to feel a little sluggish around three three thirty, that kind of dip in the day. Go for a little walk. Just maybe walk around in the block instead of driving to the mailbox or you know walk to it. Just do that little thing. I myself that's like my I favorite thing is getting today. outside. Like, what you're little, saying, I think, thirty is so minute important. walk. The sun is beautiful. It's quite windy out here, um, but I was just sort of feeling one of those days where I'm you know kind of stuck inside doing all those to dos and all those things and feeling that ugh, I just need to get out. So just took a quick little 30-minute walk around, and I feel so much more energized now. I got some fresh air, I got oxygen, uh, and I got a little sunlight, and I got a little tan. So all those things to, to kind of help you feel better. Uh, next thing is get wet. If you have a pool, dip in it, but I'm not talking about that way. Drink water. Um, being dehydrated is one of the biggest things. That, a lot of times that can lead us uh, into drinking other things or falsely thinking that we're hungry. And a lot of times uh, when we're at that state, if we're dehydrated, if we're, hu- if we're thinking we're hungry, we're going to be going for those quick things, either sugar or carbohydrates, which uh, our body doesn't need in those things. That's it. When our body is feeling really energized or really not energized, really low on energy, uh, that's why a lot of times we make those not so healthy decisions because our body is craving, saying, oh, I need, I need something. I need energy. So what do we do? We eat something sugary. We get that instant quick, oh, you know what? I feel energy, and then we plummet again. So big thing is drink water. They always say shoot for eight cups a day, shoot for more. Um, dehydration causes 
fatigue. So uh, if you're feeling sluggish, drink some water. And if you're someone who thinks, oh, gosh, water, I, I, water just has no taste, or, I myself kind of laugh if you ever look inside of my little uh, hydro flask water thing. One minus 32 ounces that I carry around with me everywhere, um, and by kind of having a bigger thing to be drinking of, out of uh, I end up drinking a lot more water. And I kind of spice mine up in the way that my water is more like a fruit salad than just a water. And this week I've put watermelon in it, ginger, lemon, orange. I just recently got fantastic citrus from uh, your trees. Oh, and, it sounds uh, so good, though. I love the so idea of watermelon it, and ginger in it. Yeah, it gives it just a really refreshing taste, and it almost kind of, kind of uh, tricking yourself into having like a a healthy soda in a way. And that's something too. If you're craving soda, stick to sparkling water and add some fruits to it. Um, we have one of those hyd- not the hydroflask, one of those. Uh, I can't even think of what the name is right now, but um, those at home sort of water fountain things that that uh, just put. Uh, uh, you know, when you call it, see, yeah, I'm blanking out, out on it. But just out the carbonation I'm into not the sure water. what you mean, an out home, uh, a water fountain. Are you just talking about a filter? No, uh, I'm talking about the Airstream is what it's called. Oh, and, the Airstream. Um, oh, yeah, those are great. They, give a, they add a little fizz. Yeah, that's a soda. Those are wonderful. Um, another way to get hydrated but not having the sodas that, as we know, there's so many things uh, derailing to your health with that. Um, but that will kind of give you that little fixation of it. Another thing, get oxygen. Um, you're, that's what your brain needs. And when you're feeling fatigued or feeling that you don't have energy, energy, the true increase in brain activity, concentration, mood, it all comes from changes in our lifestyle. And a lot of things, too, your brain just needs oxygen, and you need to learn to breathe correctly. Um, one thing I think a great way of kind of starting the day when you wake up in the morning, take those really kind of deep, almost yoga breaths, you know, just kind of believe, and when you take those really deep inhales, and, and do this yes. too when you're feeling fatigued in times or feeling a little stressed, taking those little breathing it in and slowly breathing out, you'll feel your heart rate, you'll start to kind of calm down, and overall just well-being, I mean, that's why breath is such a big concept of yoga, and when we think of yoga, I mean, it can go so many ways now, but in general, we think of that meditational sense, we think of being calm and just being and just letting go, be present. Um, well, and you know, I want to add something there about the yeah. breath is that just by you saying we have to remember to breathe I immediately took a deep breath so sometimes we have mm-hmm. to be we have to remember to breathe <laughs> remind yes. ourselves maybe put a post-it well, exactly. note on your Mind computer breathe when you're feeling most tired I mean and in, in a way your body has an system that is trying to set in uh, to remind you to take these deep breaths. And what is that? That's when you yawn. When you take a big, oh, what that is, is that's your brain. That's your body trying to send your brain more oxygen because it's saying, whoa, I'm getting tired here. That's what an, a yawn is. So think now, if not in yawning ways, of, of just breathing, of take deep, breathe deeply in for five counts, hold for two counts, and then out again for five counts. And then do that. Well, you know, and that's, and a, that's a technique that we do in, our, in my acting classes is we always yawn because of exactly what you said. You're getting that good, deep breath in there, and you're getting oxygen. And we need oxygen to move forward and to boost our energy. 
So, yes, everybody should take a deep yawn and get that oxygen flowing. Deep yawns, deep breaths, and with deep breaths, think deep beats. And I'm someone, uh, I know sometimes people concentrate better with just silence or, uh, you know, I know you love just listening to the sounds, the birds and the trees, which is another thing. That could be exactly, that could be your beat. Um, but studies have shown that listening to about an hour of upbeat music um, that you find stimulating every day can actually reduce fatigue and increase uh, dopamine, increase those happy feelings inside of you. Um, and another study coming from uh, the University of Wisconsin showed that just hearing familiar voices um, with whom you identify that have uh, support, uh, supportiveness or, or a comforting sound, it releases uh, hormones and increases mood and decreases stress. So uh, listening to a book on tape or if there is some kind of radio person or uh, something. For me personally, I have one of those, uh, talking about Beats, those uh, wireless headphones called Beats, Beats by Dre or something. Not a plug, just explaining it. It's a wireless headphone system. It has great uh, sound in it that it kind of tunes out everything. So I find a lot of times when I'm doing stuff uh, around the house that I need, uh, you know, just kind of listen to something, but kind of keep me moving and grooving, I put that on and the rest of the world kind of fades away and I get in such a good mood because all my little dance beats come up. So before you know it, I'm mopping and I'm dancing and so it kind of collides. <laughs> it kind of takes yeah, uh, I mean, a little fun to the great not great so fun things. Love that. I'm sorry, what? Great. Sounds great. I can see you singing and dancing as you're mopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another thing for energy, get green. Think about uh, what we're putting into our body. I feel just in the past year or two years, I've always considered myself a very healthy person. But when I look back, not really. I've, now I've, I'm feeling more than ever so aware of all of the preservatives, all of the sugars, all of the not-so-good things that we put into our body that uh, we've done over time as quote, unquote, quick things of this convenience of things that we wanted on the quick, on the fly. Um, and sometimes things falsely labeled that seem healthy because they're, they're packaged slimly or they say whole grain or something, but you flip it over and they have just the nutritions of uh, a candy bar. So when I say get green, think about greens. Think about the rainbow. Think about eating healthy, what grows in nature, green nature. Um, we have so many... Uh, allergies today to foods, uh, to things that we've built up over time. I myself find myself when I'm eating certain things that I don't feel so good um, when things that I think is, this could be healthy. Uh, but eating straight from nature is the healthiest you can get. Um, so drink, you know, the big uh, juicing things are fans. I'm not, or is a big craze. I'm not saying to go juice in that diet way, but I'm saying eat healthier juices. If you can, press your own at home or get things that are organic or read the labels. A lot of times uh, what you may think is orange juice is actually orange drink. And look on the back. Look for juices that are 100%. Look at, you know, the vegetables. Make sure they aren't treated with anything. Um, a lot of times, you know, it's uh, this convenience that they, something that I think is so amazing to see is that um, poverty levels actually have the highest rates of obesity and overweight, which seems that poverty, um, that there a lot of times that uh, having proper nutrition is a big issue. And the thing is that uh, we've discussed so many times that it is less expensive to buy a McDonald's cheeseburger 
you know, than it is to buy a healthy thing of salads and vegetables. So that's something in our country that, you know, we need to change and make these things more relatively available and convenient for everyone. But if you are possible, um, and, and look just to, you can always find uh, things, especially in season, things will be less expensive in season and uh, more uh, delicious Grow and start your own garden. As we talked about getting outside, getting uh, fresh oxygen and going green and getting sunshine and taking those breaths, plant a little garden in your backyard. If you don't have a backyard, maybe if you just have a balcony, get little planter box, hang things, fresh herbs. It'll be good for you and it'll be good getting outside. Another thing, get up. Simply stand up. If you are having that uh, fatigue in the day, feeling like I've been at my computer all day long just typing along, get up. Stand up. Move around. Um, We find that a lot of times we live this uh, sedentary life. We're not moving and we're not uh, hunters and gatherers anymore. Now we just click a button and everything is at our door. So get up. Move around. The average person sits about uh, almost eight hours a day, 7.7 hours a day. And this can be really negative. For Whoa, that's a long time. How sitting, how sitting is affected with heart disease that, you know, kids come home and they plop in front of the TV or the computer. Or we just do it in general now, you know, with, the, again, the convenience, the great things about having uh, technology that now instead of having to go to a business meeting clear across town, that we can do these things via phone and via computer and Skype and all these great things, but it also makes us thinning more and not moving around. So find little excuses, move around the office, move around the house, little ways to get up, burn calories, get moving. Um, Something else is just chew. Um, They said the act of chewing um, stimulates the brain and functioning uh, things. So, you know, chewing a piece of gum. I kind of mix things with this um, that uh, they say also that, you know, people who chew gum or eat you know, something less than 100 calories uh, less than someone else. They try to make it a big thing. Chewing gum helps you lose weight, but it, it is a very marginal amount that they've studies have shown um, with people. But the act of chewing kind of stimulates sometimes in your brain, getting back to that thing. If you think that you're hungry, um, you know, drinking water or just having, you know, sometimes you just need something. You just, I mean, I've had those moments where I felt like I, you know, mindless eating. I just needed that sensation of chewing. So if you're feeling that way, if you find yourself, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> arm deep in a thing of pretzels or chips, maybe just chewing on some gum or something, or maybe switch to a fruit or something more filling with fiber. Um, something I do for myself that kind of gives me that little boost is get taking a nice whiff of something. And for me, that's peppermint. Essential oils are great. So are fresh fruit, fresh plants, fresh flowers, but something that's going to give you that get up and go move, something that calms me down. When I smell lavender, anytime, whether it's essential oils or when I smell it on a plant, that's my calm down smell. When I smell that, I start feeling really relaxed. The same thing with sage or rosemary. But when I smell peppermint, it gives me sort of that kind of little tingly almost. And studies have shown that peppermint can do that. And I think because it has that kind of uh, almost kind of chillingness on your nose. So add a little job of scented oil, I actually keep a little tiny one ounce thing in my purse that is a peppermint oil. And when there's times in the morning when I get to work or 
I'm just kind of feeling a little sluggish. I'll either just smell it or I'll take a little dab and just put it right on the back of my ear so I can still smell it. And it actually kind of gives you that nice peppermint smell. So if kind of people, without being overpowering, if they're close by your mouth, it will seem that peppermintness is coming from your mouth or coming from your at least head area. Um, but it, for me, I smell it and it makes me just feel, mm, feels really good. Um, also, make a mix. Uh, make a nice little traveling snack mix. So you told me that a lot of times in the day, we get hungry and we go for foods that are not the healthiest for us and we just need that chewing sensation. Um, but we also should be thinking wisely of what exactly is this nutritional food? Is this just empty calories or is this stuff going to get us going? Um, you're someone who always taught me, you call them your pass out pills, but keeping nuts. Keeping nuts on you, um, they've got great sense of protein and fibers in it that, uh, and some, you know, a little bit, that kind of everything, a little bit of salty, a little bit of savory, a little bit of sweet, and they're very filling. A little, you know, nuts are kind of on that, that level of the good and bad fat that you can always go too far with it. Um, so if you single out, if you kind of pre-serving size out um, some nuts for you and just kind of keep them in your bag with you, that's a great thing, that's why and hence they call it trail mix, is that when you're trailing wrong, when you're working out, it's that great kind of replenish of energy um, with good fats in it, saying that if you uh, don't overdo it, um, that will give your body kind of that refreshing feeling and kind of get up and moving. Um, other things, you know, when, uh, when we were first uh, looking into this whole kind of quick fixes, um, there were some other little things we had found, and some I was kind of felt for, kind of like, kind of didn't, um, you, know, you know, we had ones for about sleep deprivation, uh, something that, you know, if, if you feel that, uh, you know, you're not getting enough sleep. One thing could be that, you know, if you have your animals that sleep in the room with you, dogs and cats, and I know we are, uh, my husband and I, we are terrible at this because our dog is the princess of the house, and she has her own pet steps into the bed, and the bed you would think was more hers than ours. Um, but pets and overall can be carrying diseases with them. Uh, they have their own sleep habits, their dander. All these little things can affect your sleep. Um, also, if you feel um, that uh, there's stuff racing in your mind, you have to-do lists, or you think, oh, you know, I, I have an idea. Sometimes those are the things that can keep you up at night. I know I am someone, if, uh, if I know that there is laundry, you know, that needs to be on, even though I know I could do it in the morning, something about it bugs me, knowing I have these little things I haven't done yet. A quick tip, if it's something that does not need to be done uh, at that night, that you need to get your sleep, just write these things down. Make your to-do list for tomorrow. For me, it kind of makes me see, you know, okay, I've got these little things to do. I'm already aware I'm going to get them done, but I can do this tomorrow. And it won't keep me up thinking, gosh, I need to get this done now. Because though there's these little, those little minute things that aren't the end of the world have to be done things. So writing these things down kind of puts you in a better mindset. And same with meditation, um, that they show just, people just taking a few minutes every day to just be mindful, to clear your mind and just think peaceful thoughts, kind of set their tone for a day. Uh, it's amazing how hard that is to just kind of give yourself five minutes of not doing anything, of just being present. And that's why a lot of times uh, people can't accomplish this unless they go somewhere, unless they take a meditational class or unless they go to a yoga class. Because we live these busy lives, these go, go, go lives, um, that it's really hard for us to just take a moment and just stop and pause. So if you can stop and pause and take these things, it helps 
boosts your energy and helps you kind of sleep and calm down. And my kind of big thing with all these, why do we love fast fixes so much with health with Americans that we are constantly right because we're fast, fast, fast. We want everything yesterday, right? Exactly. And the truth of it all is, when it comes to diet and exercise, there really is no shortcuts. Weight loss, muscle gain, uh, addressing nutritional deficiencies, or or lowering things like cholesterol. None of these things are done quickly. Um, all these things have efforts and they take overtime. There are all these little things over time. We love a quick fix because we don't have to work a lot for it. We think, okay, I'll just do this. And a lot of times uh, with these quick fixes, there isn't a lot of research behind all of them. Or we hear, you know, uh, we don't really get the full story. Oftentimes we hear a glass of wine is good antioxidants. And all of a sudden, you know, we are just by, you know, well, I'm going to have six glasses then. You know, we just kind of not getting the whole thing. Or or we hear, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, getting up every day and lifting your arms will help, you know, with your overall weight loss. And we think, well, now I don't have to go to the gym. Uh, knowledge, hard work, and discipline are really the only secrets of uh, live are the fast quicks. We can start little by little making these adjustments and these changes. So one thing I want people to really take away is there's all these great sort of uh, instant things, and I'm a big fan, just as I said, those quick little energized ones of drinking water, getting sunlight. Those are things eventually should just become in your daily thing, making notes of I'm going to drink this much water, I'm going to get this, or uh, being aware of listening to your body when you feel these little aches and pains. Um, why our, our country has so many health, I mean, we see it all over the news, with all these health issues, and, and we are every year getting higher and higher for obesity, heart disease, cholesterol. Um, as many of these things as we are all about the fast and the convenience, or that uh, we don't take, uh, we don't really start working on our health until we've already had things happen. We don't know what it's like, uh, you know, to be healthy until we're sick. And those are the times we think, okay, you know, I've, I'm going to make these changes. So start in our daily life and don't beat yourself up if you feel, you know, it doesn't have to be instantly make all these dramatic changes. And instead of thinking of quick fixes, think of it more as little things eventually to help get to your goal. Uh, of course, you know, how uh, all these the industries stay, uh, stay alive and save these multi-billion things is because there isn't a quick fix that we're constantly in this battle of trying to get healthier. So taking little things each day that your quick thing would be just giving yourself each day um, trying to make a little adjustment or get better and also being aware that it's okay um, not beating yourself up and not giving up. Uh, You know, we talked right in the beginning of the year, and I'd be amazed to see, you know, gosh, I don't even remember what my original goals were for this year, but how people, you know, kick off the year with such high intentions of this will be the healthiest year, this will be this, and shortly we start falling back into old habits or, you know, maybe something gets us up that, uh, you know, kind of sets us back. Slowly it's a lot easier to fall into those setbacks. So the great thing is you don't have to wait till New Year's or till Monday or till next month. You can start any day, any time um, of the week, of the day, of the year um, to come and to make these adjustments, to make a new goal, to make a new plan. 
And keep in mind, too, if you've made uh, health goals for yourself and you're having your trouble achieving them, maybe look at exactly what you're doing and seeing how uh, this is affecting you. Maybe that um, why you're having trouble getting out and going for a jog or a walk is that you realize maybe you're actually someone who really does need a buddy or a partner to do it. Um, Sometimes that's the biggest thing. It's a lot... Uh, harder when you have someone else relying on you to give up, when it's just like going to work. If you didn't have to go to work, if the boss was never there, probably a lot wouldn't get done. But knowing that you've got deadlines, that you've got other people counting on you, that you know what your work is being uh, valued and, and critiqued and important kind of gives us the, that uh, instant kind of reliability on ourselves that uh, we need to do these things. So if you're someone who feels... You know, it's a little harder to give yourself that push if you uh, either get your significant other or a buddy or now they've got so many, you know, next-door neighbor plans, all these things that uh, you can find walking groups. Maybe you just need another little supportive team to kind of get with you. and uh, It helps sometimes to do things with other people. So we're winding up our segment. These are all such great tips, but I think my favorite is just to get up and get outside. And to remember, you know, that there's so much just to taking a walk and getting sunshine and drinking water and doing just these normal things and how great they are for you. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, as I say, just for myself, I am someone that, oh, it kills me on the days when there's no way around it, the things you have to get done in the house or you have to do at the computer, uh, and that you, you can't be walking around and being outside because you have to do these things. And for me, just getting outside, I feel totally renewed. I said just as before doing the radio today, I went for a quick little 30-minute walk, and I really felt more balanced after that and more centered. And I just kind of breathed into the day, and I saw all these flowers and see, you know, in the air, and uh, it just made me feel better and sort of like, okay, I can do this. So. And sometimes if you can give yourself the time, if you make a special time to do it, like you say, like you were saying the first thing in the morning, you know, you do something. Maybe the first thing in the morning is you grab your cup of coffee and you walk around your yard or you walk around your block or, you know, you do something right away because otherwise sometimes the day gets in the in the um in the way and one of the things I talked about last week although I've tried it and then I found I just bounced too much is that if you can have one of those balls at at your desk instead of a chair but I tried to do it with mine and I just found I just kept bouncing 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 and I think if I'm like right now if I'm bouncing and I'm talking I think you can hear that bouncing in my voice (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's a great segment yeah, and you know, I, uh, well, you know, it's kind of funny. I've seen actually, and I mean, if I was in, if I was in an office thing, I would be so down for it. I've seen before, it looks kind of like a joke, but I've actually seen them in offices before, um, where people have like a desk setup thing that's on like a treadmill, kind of. Uh, oh. You know, that, so you can be like walking and moving and typing. And so, I mean, talk about us also of being that multitasking thing. So within a controlled environment, uh, so, you, you know, you don't have to worry about that looking at your cell phone and walking into a wall or walking into the middle of the street. But, yeah, I also have desks up. that go up and down, too, that you can sit or stand because yeah. sitting is considered the new uh, killer, you know, you're the, new, the new thing that can really amazing. shorten your lifespan. It's like smoking. 
So it's not good to sit. You really do have to get up all the time. And if you ever notice, you sit for a long time. When you get up, you just sort of you almost can't walk. You know, it's like your legs are locked up and stuff. Well, Heather, fantastic health segment. So many great tips. And I think the big takeaway, well, you probably want to wrap it up, but the takeaway that I get from everything you say is that there is no such thing as a fast fix in that we have to, as Americans, especially in our busy lifestyle, we have to get over this idea that we can just fix something like just like that. It takes work and dedication and time and effort, and that's the only way that you fix something. Exactly. And is that my wrap up? Life, yeah, my takeaway, again, too, is healthy living. There's no, uh, no day that you can't start making these little quick adjustments or little quick fixes. You want to say little things, little by little, chipping away to a better health, uh, longevity, it's amazing to me in our country um, that we've done away with physical education or that we have to have these shows reminding people to get up and walk outside and and breathe correctly. But it's true. That's up the state that we are in now, that we value so many things except for our health, which is truly the only thing that we own and we have is our bodies and our health. So, and uh, that is and the health is drink our... Drink water, get outside, and stay healthy. Thank you. Great, great show. Health is wealth, and that's why health matters. So Heather Brittany with her uh, very good health tips on health matters. You've been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. When we come back from break, I'm going to just prepare you for end-of-life things, what you need to do, just a quickie and a quick talk about some taxes, and that will wrap up our show. So thank you very much, Heather, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, that was really, really a power-packed information of health. And I really do think that we do have to take it seriously and make sure that we can be as healthy as possible, as long as possible. So because one of the things that we're, we're going to all be facing is death at some point, and we have to prepare for that end of life. So these are just a few decisions that we have to make about our end of life care to create some peace of mind for later. I mean, it's not a surprise that nobody wants to talk about it. I know I don't want to talk about it because you think you're going to live forever, but nobody is going to. So according to a national survey, only one in four people have ever talked to their loved ones about their end-of-life care, yet 9 out of 10 recognize that it's important. So obviously, it's never too soon. We have to do it. So we got to talk about advanced care planning. And what is it? It is planning in advance for your end-of-life care, which will allow you to think and reflect about what's more important to you and how that might determine the care you receive. Because one day you might not be able to speak for yourself. You might not be able to make a decision. It's a horrible thought if you got in an accident and, you know, you, you're, you couldn't talk or, or you, you couldn't, you know, your brain might be not there. What, how do you want to live? So when you're faced with a significant problem or illness, you want to have an advanced directive. It's the best way to make sure that you get the care that you need. And it's not an easy conversation to have about death with somebody that you love, whether it's about yourself or your parent or a child. But you really need to have this conversation with everybody. So here's the things you need to decide because making the right choice in advance care planning, as overwhelming as it will be, the resources that are available to help you through the process um, will be very helpful. And you have to consider these medical decisions. Would you want artificial hydration and nutrition? Would you want treatment that mechanically prolongs your life? Would you want medicines to treat serious infections or CPR if you were terminally ill? Now, we had to make these decisions for my mom, and she had an advanced care directive. And you can always change them. If you know, if as long as you can... You can always change what you're doing, but you do have to have something. And it's it's very, very hard if you don't have it. Now, you need to formalize your plans with um, with an attorney. That's the best way. And an advanced directive will allow you to choose what kinds of treatments you want in the future. So it provides you the ability to designate a family member, a spouse, a friend, anybody to act as your health care agent. And your chosen agent can then make your um, medical decisions if you are incapacitated. And that will ensure that your health care providers follow your wishes. You don't want to be on life support if that's not what you want. But you do want to be on life support if it is what you want. So after you complete the document, you can always make the changes. So remember that. And if, um, for example, you know, there might be a directive that says, very clear that says do not resuscitate but perhaps if you if you know that something else is happening in your life you may want to change it down the line so you changes can be made but you want to make sure that you have them in advance a couple of quick things before we end our show today about taxes is taxes taxes are due it's easter this week and i hope that you're all going to have a great easter 
But just remember your home office write-offs are very complex, but they're beneficial. So you want to talk to a tax advisor. You have until the 18th to file your taxes. You can calculate your home uh, tax, your home office tax deduction in a couple of ways. The regular method involves totaling the direct and indirect expenses of your home office for deduction purposes. And the other way is just called a safe harbor, which is just a simplified way. But no matter what you do, make sure you talk to a tax professional and get your taxes filed or get an extension filed before the 18th, which is before we will meet again. So until then, I want to thank you again for being here every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. with uh, myself, Cynthia Bryan, to help you have a life of happiness and joy and health and helping all of your dreams to come true. For more information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity or to make a donation, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. And we are in the process of uh, working on a new website, and we have our Moraga Fair coming up, and we would love to you to get involved and be a sponsor or be a volunteer. As always, I aim to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being and know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past and dream of the future, but celebrate today. And why don't you pick up a book, go to starstyleradio.com forward slash store, and you can get autographed copies of any of our books. Until we meet again next week, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful Passover week and happy Easter, and be here with us next week. Make sure to breathe. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.